What's up, guys, and welcome to the CTE Podcast. This is Jacob. As always, with me is Sawyer. And tonight, we've got a special guest all the way from Augusta, Georgia. We have Brandon Brown. Saw Brandon. Great, How are you guys doing? I like that uh, Michael Bay intro we had. It's pretty special. Yeah, all the like really dramatic things. How much, man? Brandon, what's going on? Happy to be here. He's happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Happy to have you here. We have wanted to get you on for a long time. So tonight we're going to be talking a wide variety of things. But you guys know we like to start off with a question. And so that question is, hmm, if you could only wear one pair of shoes for the rest of your life, what would it be? Like, do you want us to be like specific or like, do you want us to say like tennis shoes? Or- yeah, no. Give me a shoe. Ultra no, boost. it's got to be specific. Adidas Ultra Boost by Lancelot. Not close. I mean, you're wearing this everywhere. Yes. Like, yes. Funerals. Mm-hmm. The beach. Brandon. Chacos. I feel like they're just super versatile. Open. Wow. You're getting married. Open toe. You're going to wear Chacos? Yeah, dog. That's disrespectful. No, like mm. some, you just got to roll to the beat of your own drum wow. sometimes. I mean, that's fair. Mm. Says the man wearing Chacos to a funeral. I don't want people to wear Chacos to my funeral. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's hey, a hot take. Hey, you're Hopefully gonna be Chacos hearing will be a lot of hot takes when we die. Tonight, I feel like so. that's going to fade. I'm sure we will. That's what I want. We're going to break down some of them hot takes. For me, it's probably going to be a good pair of uh, Nike kill shots. Put them with anything. It's a good shoe. It's a good shoe. Well, let's uh, let's break down some news. We're recording on Tuesday, and I feel like a ton of stuff has come out today. First day of training camp, and so we've got a few holdouts. We've got a uh, retirement. A couple people getting signed. Sawyer, what? what do you want to talk about we first? Start off on the Saturday night. Just talk about Chris Carson. Mm. Yeah, so Chris Carson retired today, um, mainly due to a neck injury that he was dealing with last year. Um, there was a lot of rumors about how he was going to have to step away, but today he made it official. And so, obviously, great career, um, late round draft pick that really like made something out of nothing. And so you hate yeah. to see that anytime you've got a guy that's kind of having to be medically forced to retire, but personally never owned Chris Carson in fantasy, which I feel is kind of crazy for a, a guy that was as relevant. Every time I owned him, was. I literally traded for him to trade away. So I don't even know, like if I would say that I've owned him, I was uh, kind of sad. I was one of the people yeah. that received just Chris brief. Carson from Sawyer yeah. one year in a trade. Mm-hmm. only a passerby so yeah he, he retired had a good career um as a proud Rashad Penny owner in many leagues I'm not too upset you know he had a good Suffer career a it's time for uh finally to Rashad Penny to have his moment other than that uh Julio Jones Wild. signed with the Bucks today what are your thoughts I mean I think it's a good signing for the Bucks. Some people say he's washed, but I don't know if I would go that far yet. 
Because he still, when he was healthy, he looked pretty good in Tennessee last year. Um, Same. It's kind of it's got to feel bad for Falcons fans about to see this man in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Seeing him on the box. Yeah, I mean, at at this the point, the best receiver a, they've ever had. At this point, I feel like is that a speed brand is definitely ring chasing. <laughs> Can't blame. But him. why not? Like he said, a great career. Yeah. It's this a, isn't it's a Kevin Durant situation. I still say even no. I mean, even if he's washed, he's still probably better than most of the receivers. In I would the argue. NFL. I would so, agree with that actually. I I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't sign him if you're the Bucks. I mean, obviously Chris Godwin's coming off an injury. Apparently yeah. he's cleared for training camp, which is wild because people were saying he had an ACL and MCL mm-hmm. tear late in the season. That's insane. Um, do y'all know how much the contract was? I didn't, I didn't see that. that. I don't know it's one year. I don't know if the details have been released yet or not. Yeah. All right. It may not have. Quick question for you boys: Does Julio finish as a top thirty receiver over under thirty? Mm. Mm. I mean, that depends on if Carson plays. If Carson plays now, Godwin. Uh, Godwin? I'm a, Chris Carson's my head's not messed playing. up, but yes, Chris <laughs> Godwin. Um, if he plays, no, but if he doesn't, I could see it happening, but barely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Antonio, like, had a great year this year as the wide receiver three. Before he had his meltdown. In Tampa, so... As long as Tom Brady before he had his meltdown, what was that? Yeah, before he lost his yeah. freaking mind. It's so as long as Tom Brady keeps the game up, which I think he might take a dip this year finally. But no, nah, I like it. I was big on Russell Gage. Um, I'm still mm-hmm. big on Russell Gage, but I think that Julio is a great signing. I think once he gets back in his rhythm, he was injured last year, so we'll see. Yeah. We had a few holdouts too. Um, apparently, we had. Um, Roquan Smith hold out for the Bears waiting on that contract um, and then Jesse Bates for the Bengals I don't think he's actually signed his franchise tender um, and so he's kind of a he's not going to get fined or anything like that but kind of holding out to see what happens with those guys I think they were the biggest names something's going on with Orlando Brown I think for the uh, um, Chiefs but I'm not sure yeah, what's really going on there I think he wants a bigger contract and they're not happy with him so I think it's kind of both sides on that one. But anything else kind of strike you guys from the news last couple of days? I might be drawing a blank, but I can't think of anything. Am I forgetting something major? Yeah, oh, yeah I was John, Messi, John yeah. Messi last time. Yeah. Um, we kept that one, though. Yeah, we hate to see that. Apparently, I heard something that, like, it's like contact would be – like it could kill him if he was to like bleed. Um, and so obviously prayers go out to him. I really just, after the ACL sign on a contract and then that comes out, hopefully he'll have me and Sawyer last episode. We're talking about him having his uh, James kind of breakout. That would be great. So that's what we're hoping for. But yeah, sweet man. I know we've had a lot of people tell us that we needed to talk more about college football. And so, a lot of this episode is going to be dedicated to some college football. Obviously, we're going to talk about NFL like we do most episodes, but Sawyer, you want to kind of uh, lead us out with some college football talk? Yeah, um, obviously, SEC recently had their media days, and 
me and Brandon were talking about this before. We thought that a few coaches looked really great and a few coaches didn't. Um, I'm biased. I'm a Gamecock fan, but I thought Shane Beamer really, really impressed me. Um, Kirby Smart looked good. Brandon, what are your uh, takeaways from media days? Well, I think the number one thing is Mike Leach does not give a crap. Um, no. I don't know if he, like, 24-7 put, <laughs> Never put, put out um, the word count of each head coach's opening statement. And, like, I think um, Shane Beamer was, was number one. Uh, and I forget, like, Kirby Smart was, like, number five or something like that. Like, Shane Bieber had over 200,000 words in his opening statement. Kirby Smart had over 150,000 words. Mike Leach had seven. Um, so I thought that was freaking incredible. Um, but I think it's really cool on a media day just to hear the coaches, like, thoughts of going into next season and what their goals are and what they're mm-hmm. really focused on. Yeah. Something I want to mention is, so a lot of teams got, like, their votes for, like, first place, second place, whatever in the conference. How about Vanderbilt getting a first first place vote? Bro, that is wild. I thought that was so crazy. I, I feel like somebody had to have lost a bet. <laughs> Makes no like, there's no way anybody actually. Literally. That's kind of like. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's got to be a joke. Somebody's, like, fantasy football <laughs> bet was you lose the league, you vote for Vandy. It's ridiculous. I mean, Florida, I don't think they got a vote. Missouri didn't get a vote. I mean, it's just – it's crazy. I mean, Vanderbilt is so far off from everybody else in the conference, I think. Vanderbilt. So, I know we've talked about this. Sorry, Brandon. I know we've talked about this, Sawyer. We grew up in the Carolinas, but I've never met a Vandy fan. I like lived never. in Tennessee for a year. I didn't meet one. I'm not convinced they exist. Genuinely. Vanderbilt alumni exists. Brandon, have you ever one. met a Vanderbilt fan? No. But a fan. I mean, a true like, Vandy roll doors, fan. Anchor down. Bleeds so, black like, and gold. Are the people in their stands just like the families of the players? They're NPCs. <laughs> What people in their stands? They're full out NPCs. They just they're just there. <laughs> they pay people. Said please come do this. There's students and then there's the homeless. No, there's no students either. They don't go. Bro, if I was but if I was a Vandy student But I lived in Tennessee for a year. Brandon. I lived in Tennessee for a year and one at a time, guys. Come on. Everybody who went to Vandy, they were all Tennessee fans. They just went to Vandy. That's rough. Incredible. That's rough. Yeah, we like that. I can't imagine anyone voting for them to be number Somebody one in the conference, did. but everybody get uh, shat on. But we'll see. We will see. Brandon. Man, I can't help it. I'm a Clemson fan, but I love Shane Beamer. Like, I'm not even going to try to pretend that I don't. Um, just as someone who enjoys football, like – He's the mm-hmm. kind of coach you want to play for. And so I I really enjoyed hearing everything Beamer had to say. All right, Brandon, we're going to ask you this. Boy. Give me your 2022 
season predictions for the Georgia Bulldogs. Don't go game by game, but like tell us what you think the record's going to be, where you're going to lose, who's going to shine. Let's hear it. So the only game I realistically seeing us lose, not seeing us lose, but the game we could potentially lose is Oregon to open up the season. Um, that game's interesting because obviously Georgia's going up against Dan Lanning, who was their defensive coordinator last year. Um, mm-hmm. If Georgia wins that game, then I think uh, we could go 12-0. and um, Then obviously play Bama in the SEC Championship, which uh, that just I don't know. Anytime we play Bama, I envision a loss there. But even if we lose to Bama, I think we make it into the CFP. The only potential trouble spots I see for us this season, aside from Oregon, could be Florida, just because it's Florida, and then Tennessee, because I think Tennessee is on the come up big time. Um, But that game's in Athens. So realistically, I see us winning all of our regular season games but then losing in the SEC championship, but still making the CFP. You don't think the South Carolina game is going to be difficult in Columbia? I think it'll be difficult. I just don't think like, – I think South Carolina is going to be better than they were last year, but I don't – This is going to be the best team we've had since 2014. Oh, I agree. I just don't think we're going to lose. Like, I think You it, said like – I think it'll be a much more competitive game. And I think the environment's going to be rocking, but I don't think that Georgia is going to lose that game. Whenever we get to my South Carolina predictions, I'll tell you what I think about It'll be it. Rocking. It's not going to irritate you, I promise. But so, who do you think is going to be the biggest star on the team this year for the Dogs? Brock Bowers. Easy. Oh yeah. God, He's incredible. Brock Bowers, man. He is an absolute the, the monster. The cool thing about Brock Bowers monster. is normally you see a player break out their junior year, and then if you're lucky, they stay for their senior season. Most times, they leave for the NFL. Right. Bowers Especially was in. a true freshman last year. So we most likely get at least two more years of Brock Bowers, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, he... He's unbelievable. He's God's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I love tight end. Um, that's one of my favorite positions in football. And I mean, even in the NFL, you see players need time to develop. There's just such a massive like gap of talent between high school to college, and then especially college to pro. But the way he, I mean, he was a touchdown monster. Like he's gonna be a red zone threat. Threat. He's physical. I Brock Bowers is easily top three players for me in college football and i'm not a big georgia fan but i still just love that man play he is going to be around and be dominating for yeah. many 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 years yeah. so i love it uh, i'm completely with that brandon so going off of that i'm gonna talk about south carolina for a minute not long um obviously we're not on georgia's level i'm in no way going to claim this um but I think our ceiling is nine wins, and I think we'll realistically win seven or eight. Um, 
but I think this team is going to be capable of nine wins. Um, I don't think we're going to beat Georgia, but I will say this. If that game is close in the fourth quarter in Columbia, I think we'll win it. I really do. It won't be. But getting it to the, yeah, getting it to that point is going to be difficult. Um, but I think if it is there, we'll win. Um, but I see us losing to Georgia, Texas A&M, Clemson, and honestly, probably Arkansas. Um, and then the Tennessee is kind of a swing. It's just we got our first game at home against Georgia State, and it's Arkansas on the road, Georgia at home. I mean, like, it's kind of hard because I feel like we could easily be one and two, and a lot of fans would start losing faith already. Um, not that Carolina fans lose faith because we don't have any. But I don't know. I feel like it's not that we don't have faith. It's that we're, real, we're realistic <laughs> with how things go. Um, yeah. Just used to losing. But uh, the wins are, but the so, wins sweet. are so sweet. But I see us being way better than we have been this than previous years so i'm thinking eight and four with a solid bowl game win and i'd be happy with that hmm. i like it man you think rattler's gonna make a heisman i will run? say this if come on he leads us to nine wins and puts up good numbers there's a very good chance he's in new york and i don't mean like man because i mean I'm not talking like Bryce Young numbers, but if he passes for like around 4,000, leads us to nine wins with some big upsets, I don't see why not. Yeah. Who do you uh, who do you think is going to be the – I don't know if we want to call him a breakout, but who's the, the MVP of South Carolina? If Rattler year? plays like that, him. But I already know who you're going to say. Other than Rattler. Since Cam Smith Rattler or Jaheim Bell, another tight end. Second best tight end in the conference. I'll go on that hill. And we're getting Austin Stogner, too, who is unbelievable at Oklahoma if you haven't watched him play. And they're two completely different tight ends. So I'm really excited to see how that works. But they're a couple of monsters. So, yeah, I hope they use Oh, they will. I'm pulling for Rattler, too, man. I like, I think he kind of got a, he had a raw deal. Um, at Oklahoma, I think he kind of get caught up in some like politics on the team, and I think he kind of got pushed out. And so I th- he's got a chip on his shoulder, similar to like mm-hmm. Baker on the Panthers. I think he's going to be really ready to show that team what they lost. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see that man. I'll uh, I'll talk super brief about Clemson. Man, am a Clemson fan. I just looking at our schedule, even like prepping for this conversation. The schedule's garbage, man. Like, I know last year was rough. Um, Clemson, you know, we're not losing to losing, or we're not used to losing since we play in the ACC and we don't play anybody. But, man, I just want something to come through with them joining the SEC because just reading, I mean, like, yeah, I think Furman's going to give them a really hard time. Uh, maybe La Tech. Um, I don't know. I think they should be, win 11 wins. Um, I think they're going to get 11 wins. I think just looking at the schedule um, – I can't wait to watch the NC State game. I think they're going to really want to win that game, just kind of seeing the the previous talent or previous games um, that they played. And then NC State's got some good players. I like a lot of guys on their team. Um, and so, obviously, I'm in Raleigh, so I'm going to try to see if I can snag some tickets to go to one of those games. But I think just looking at the schedule, Notre Dame um, should be a, a bigger game. But 
other than that, like, again, we're playing Furman, LaTeX, and then the ACC teams. So I, uh, I'm i going to be pretty upset if they don't win 11 yeah, I mean, games like, this year. You just have to be – if you don't win 11 this year, you're just not – I think – would we consider Clemson being on the downhill if y'all don't make the playoff this year? I mean, like – Yeah, which is wild, but – I mean, you see the way Clemson's been the last five years. If if we start taking that turn and not making the playoffs in the competition that they play in, yeah, I think it's they're going to start hitting the decline. Um, recruitment hasn't been as good as it has been, and so when you've got uh, like teams like Alabama um, and the SEC schools that are really just dominating recruitment, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, we've got some studs. Um, Again, if, if I had to name like a, a most important player, it's Will Shipley. He's an absolute monster. Um, I have been more of an NFL guy lately, and so like I can't wait till twenty four when Shipley is coming into the league because he's a freak. There, uh, I think Dabo came out last week and was talking about how like DJU is still that guy, and people are writing him off. He looked like absolute garbage last year and so i'm still pulling for him i think he just got overhyped maybe bought into a little bit of the hype too much i'm hoping that he can pull it together this year but it was not pretty last year so um honestly if i'm if i'm dabbo if i'm the coaching staff i'm getting shifley the ball any possible chance that he can get it i'm working him in wildcat i'm running the ball hard i'm just hoping for the best but again with their schedule mm-hmm. they gotta get is there a chance that uh, Dabo does not start DJ in favor of Kate Klubnik. I don't think so. I think just coming out, like, Dabo's not a guy. I mean, even when you had, uh, what's his name with Trevor? It's been too long. Um, Kelly? Gosh, when Trevor was a, yeah. No, who was it before Kelly? I'm totally blanking. Sean, wasn't it? You talking about his backup? No, he, there was a there was a filler. Yeah, I can't remember his name. The uh, Dabo has definitely had a history of like trying to give the incumbent starter at least a chance. I think DJU is going to start just because Dabo kind of like stands by, beside his players, which I appreciate. Um, DJ will start the season. I like Lubnick. We'll see what happens. Um, I could see him if DJ plays like last year, taking over midseason, but we'll see. It's going to, I mean, competition, I believe, always makes the team better. So I'm glad that we've got some at least rumblings of who the starter will be. I like it. Anything else you want to talk about? College football. What was the, uh, I guess, thinking on the season last year, what was y'all's favorite just like team performance for me? Last season? I'm going to start. For me, it was uh, Ohio State against Michigan State. It's a massive game, top 10. Clash and Ohio State jumped out forty nine nothing at halftime. CJ Stroud was throwing darts, absolutely bullied a really good Michigan State team. Um, God, I mean that was far and away the most impressive performance I saw all season. Full team, I mean it was incredible. So that's that's gonna be mine. Brandon, what we got? I'm going to say the Big Ten Championship uh, from last year, Michigan over uh, Iowa. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to find – I'm trying to think of the, the score. 
was it 49? 42 to three. 42 to three. That's what it was. And yeah. I was I was watching some highlights of, of that game, and uh, the whole game was really, in my opinion, decided in the first quarter. Um, Iowa drove down the field uh, to open the game. They get stopped inside the red zone, and they miss a 30-yard field goal. Um, and then uh, Michigan just goes right down the field, and uh, Blake Corum gets like a 50-yard touchdown on their opening drive. Um, and then the rest of the game was history. Like, Iowa could not do anything after that. It was really yeah. impressive to watch. Yeah. I have a hot take, and I'm going to say this. You don't have to agree, obviously. I think when – Disagree. That's fine. But if we're talking about teams playing to their best, like if that Ohio State would have shown up against Georgia or Alabama in the national championship, they would have won. I'll say it. If the Ohio State that beat the crap out of Michigan State would have showed up for that game, they would have won it all. Yes. CJ Stroud couldn't miss. Our receivers were wide open all day against a really good team. I just, I don't know. Yes. Well, I'm just going to, Brandon, you're an SEC guy. I'm an ACC guy. I have to be. I hate the ACC. I wish you were in the SEC. But I'll take any chance to talk bad about the SEC. Ohio State is like, this year, still, they're going to be unreal. That offense is absolutely mm-hmm. absurd. No defense is going to be able to stop them this year. And so, yeah, they were unreal last year. If you just look at their receiving core, look at their recruiting, wide receiver you for the next yep. five years, ten years, is going to be Ohio State. It's insane what that coaching staff is doing with wide receivers. It really is. Uh, last year, obviously, you had Olave. You had Garrett Wilson. You had Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is one of my favorite receivers I've seen in, like, in recent memory, honestly, I think I think they could have played with anybody last year. Obviously, they got a raw deal, but that's kind of how it goes. That's why I love football. Um, I like the playoff system. They didn't get in, but this year, because I think a lot of people agree with you, saw. I think they're going to come out with a vengeance. I think, man, CJ Stroud. We were talking about this a little bit before. The whole Bryce Young CJ Stroud debate. I don't think it's close. Stroud is a monster. I think he's he is going to dominate this year. He is my yeah. favorite for the Heisman candidate. I think that he is going to far and away over like play Bryce Young mm-hmm. in the NFL. Um, and then even like Trayvon Henderson, if you have not watched Trayvon Henderson, he is an absolute yeah, he's a guy. at the running back position. He's a freshman. He is going to be the guy that I mean, people are talking about B. John Robinson for this year's 23 class. I think that Henderson is that guy for 24. I think it's going to be Shipley and Henderson mm-hmm. really leading out. True freshman last year. When I see a guy like him dominate in the freshman year, man, Ohio State's going to be hard to beat this year. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. to see him. So Sawyer, I I agree uh, with your with your take to a certain extent. Like, yes, I, I think it would have been a very competitive game, but you also got to think with that Michigan State game, how bad the Michigan State secondary was. Like, there was a reason oh, those yeah. wide receivers were open all day long, and it's because Michigan State had one of the worst defensive secondaries in college football. Um, so I think, like, would it have been a super competitive game? Yes. I don't know if 
they would have won, though, simply because if you use that game as an example, like the Michigan State secondary was absolutely atrocious. Right. I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play, for sure. So, Jacob, we both said our uh, single-game performances. What is yours? This is tough for me. Um, we're talking single-game performances. Or it could be so kind of just two like, against the same team. That's probably what I'm going. Um, man, if we had to talk about my favorite team's performances – Michigan against Ohio State, Hassan Haskins, the five touchdowns, Aiden Hutchinson's showing up. That was one of my favorite games of the year. But if we're talking about just performances, Utah crushing Oregon twice in the same season is hard to beat for me. Um, I was talking to Sawyer earlier. I think it's hard for me sometimes to kind of keep track of the West teams just because the games Mm -hmm. come on late, like – Again, I'm an NFL guy, so I'm, I'm getting ready for Sunday the next day. I'm, I mean, like me and Brandon work for churches, so can't stay up too late. But Utah played November 20th against Oregon, 38-7. to Absolute just dominance from Utah in that game. If you watched it, again, you were talking about earlier, Brandon, like the game was won in the first quarter. Utah was clearly just yep. abused the team from the very beginning. And then they play December 3rd. The whole narrative is, oh, it's it's Oregon's revenge game, 38-10 to 10 yeah. Utah. And so just absolutely dominate the Western counterpart. I, I mean, like, if you watch those games, Utah, every stage of the game, absolutely just asserted dominance over Oregon. And so that was the first thing that kind of came to my mind when we think about that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was – both those games were just embarrassing for Oregon, especially the one at Utah. They played a little bit better in the Pac-12 championship, but not really. That one at Utah was just one of the worst games I've ever watched. Awful. Just fell apart. And Oregon had hype too, man. Oregon keeps well, – ever since Mariota, like they want to kind of keep this narrative up, like they're going to still be competitive. But mm. they got bent over for it's lack crazy of crazy that shot. team beat Ohio State at Ohio State. That's still – Blows my mind Seriously. how that happened. Makes no sense to me. It was early. Let's move it to the professional side of things. What do you say? Professional side? One second. Before we do that, Brandon, I know you're a big college football guy. We got you on the pod. Is there anything that you want to talk about before we move to the NFL in the uh, college football? I just want, uh, want y'all's opinion. What do you think the, the biggest game of the season will be for college football. I don't know if y'all have looked at, like, the whole schedule. So it could be the season or it could just be week one. Hmm. Well, I feel like the easy choice is just to say SEC championship, but we're going to keep it regular season. Yeah, I was about um, to say that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to say the biggest, but I'd say one of the most impactful. Clemson-Notre Dame is going to be a big game for both those teams. I mean, it yeah, could be a situation where whoever wins that game is in the playoff. Um, that game's going to be yeah. massive. So I fully agree. I'm going to say that one. Big it's kind of a safe bet, but that's what I'm going to say right now. Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to my mind would be the SEC Championship. I think Bama, Georgia, I think that's – 
going to yeah. be who gets in unless something crazy happens. That's going to be obviously every year. That's a massive gain just because SEC dominates. Um, if we're talking about just games that I can't wait for, the uh, one of the pastors that's over me in my job now is uh, a massive Alabama fan. We were talking about this today. I cannot wait for Alabama to play Texas A&M. Yeah. I cannot stand Jimbo Fisher. Have been that way since he was at Florida State. Again, I'm a Clemson fan, so it makes sense. But I can't wait for that game because I think Saban is just going to. He's not going to he is going to absolutely lay it on him. Oh, my gosh. I cannot and wait. And the A&M players are talking junk during media days. Why, how would you do that? Like – you know Saban. Like, there is 0.1% chance that they actually are able to pull off an upset Two years against Alabama twice in a row. Like, it's not going to happen. Clipper. There is no chance. They're going to get slaughtered. Like, Saban is one of the most prideful people that I've ever met in my life. And he is going to do everything in his power to absolutely abuse Every player yeah. on that A&M team. And I cannot Especially wait Especially after the, the thing with cannot Jimbo wait. and Saban in the offseason. Yeah, all that money, paying players stuff. Yeah. yeah. That game's going to be fun. Yeah, and again, like, man, we hype things up in the offseason that mean nothing just because it's the offseason. But, yeah, I I am very excited for that game. So, you know. We'll wait and see. It's going to be a fun one. I think for me, the game, obviously, because I'm a Georgia fan, is like week one, Georgia versus Oregon. Um, but the game that, like, aside from that one, that I'm really looking forward to is week two, Alabama-Texas. Um, yeah. I just really – It's at Texas, right? Yes. I'm really interested to see uh, Queen Ewers in that game. Because um, he had mm. so much hype, like around his name when he went to Ohio State, then he transferred to Texas, then Arch Manning went to Texas, which I still don't really understand, but whatever. Um, and I don't know. I just want to see if like he's legit, um, or is Alabama just gonna do what they do and just shut him down? Uh, I think he is legit, but. I'm not going to count him out if he has a bad game against Alabama. Like, if he has a bad game against Alabama, I'm not going to say, oh, he's not legit because, I mean, it's Alabama. And right. really, I mean, this is – he didn't really play much at Ohio State. I think he might have gotten in a couple times in blowout games. But, like, this is going to be his first big test. I don't know who Texas plays week one, but I'm assuming it's probably a nobody, right? So, that game's going to be huge. It really is. So I say we make the move to the NFL. And uh, Brandon, you said that in our group chat on Instagram, you said that you wanted to talk about one of your hot takes. And I say we lead off with that. Yeah. Man, we are jumping. We're jumping right, right in. Right We're jumping right in. Sawyer has been waiting for Brandon, this. share what you have in the group chat. This. Oh, we have both been waiting for this, Brandon. Please, please. So, was it top five? It was top five most overrated players. Oh, it was top five. Oh, I hope you have us pulled up, Brandon, because we're ready. Let's pull this up real quick. So it, Share with the, us the top the five. thing that I sent on Instagram was top five overrated players. And uh, I got 
got a lot of flack from uh, Sawyer um, and Jay Witt for uh, for yeah. saying that I <laughs> saying that I agreed with this list. Um, and you're gonna get a lot tonight. Oh, uh, you know what, Brandon? Let's. This is America, and we're gonna give you a chance to actually, okay. you know, plead yeah. your case. And so, what got I want it. you to do, I want you to pull up that post. I want you to read off those five names that you say are the most overrated players in the NFL, and then I just want you to plead your case like we are. You're innocent until mm-hmm. proven guilty. We're going to have a really good, just uh, judicial, um, professional conversation here. But you, please tell you us why you believe that these five players are the most overrated I don't, players I don't in the think, NFL. We're going to be quiet. I don't think We're not going to say anything. Are overrated. No, 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 don't no, 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 no. I never, so you sent no, the list. Oh, that's not the impression that I got. That's not the impression that I got. Brandon, we're going right, to be quiet. Plead your case, brother. You got it. One by one. Take the stand. Call to the stage, Brandon Brown. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I'll start in the middle. Top five most overrated players in the NFL. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Yes. Um, Saquon had a fantastic rookie season. And then he just kind of fell off. Um, is he still good? Yes. But everyone hypes him up to be one of the best running backs in the NFL. And he has not shown us that he is one of the best um, consistently over time. He had his phenomenal rookie season. And then he's just slowly, like, declined since then. Uh, Khalil Mack, um, he was fantastic uh, for the Raiders when they drafted him. Um, and then he went to the Bears, and for the first few seasons he was there, he was incredible. And then I just feel like Khalil Mack is slowly, just like Saquon, slowly started tapering off over time. Um, everyone hypes him up to be this fantastic player. And um, I just – and he still is great. He still is phenomenal. Um, but he's not at, at the level that everyone uh, shows him to be at. Um Dak Prescott, this is one I kind of struggle with. Um, I think Dak is a is a decent player, um, not not decent. I think he's I think he's good. I think he's a very good quarterback. Um, and part of this overrated thing might just be because he's on the Cowboys. But again, aside from his rookie season, very similar to Saquon, he hasn't had a season where. I just look at him and I'm like, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I just kind of look at him and I think he's a good NFL quarterback. But every time you hear his name, everyone seems to just think back to his rookie season and think he's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, Derwin James. <laughs> See, looking at this, I I don't know if I think Derwin, I don't think Derwin James is overrated. Looking at this now, um, I think he's rated where he should be. He's a phenomenal safety. I approve that. Um, Good call. And uh, so this is this is the spicy. This is this is the uh, the real hot take. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> you know, you go right in, Brandon. Come on, tell us how you feel. Christian McCaffrey is overrated. Um, when he plays, he is phenomenal. There is no 
debating that. When he plays, he is outstanding. However, he doesn't play. Like, ever. And so, I just think it's unreasonable to say... Oh boy, I'm about to get torched. Uh, I just think it's unreasonable to say that he is he is Correct. a top five, like, if he's like a top three, top five back in the NFL, I can name five running backs um, who I would take over Christian McCaffrey just because they stay healthy and they play. Do it. Do it. No, I'm cutting Derek you off Henry. now. Do it, please. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Missed the season, sure. He doesn't miss every he, – he missed half the season. That's okay. two. That's Derrick two. Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and – You want to talk about people who are hurt all the time or you're going to talk about Dalvin Cook? We're going we're gonna to finish it. Let it finish. Let it finish. I had – he was on – crap. Name your fifth. name? What is his name? Who's he play for? We can help you. Joe Mixon. What team? Over Christian. No, finish your argument. Finish your argument. Brandon. They're healthy. They play consistently. I just, if you have a fantastic player and they only play three games a season, what good is that going to do you? Are you ready for the no, no, no. argument? We'll, we'll start, start with no, the No, I'll start from the top. Oh, we'll start from the top. Okay. Build up. First up was Saquon. Wit, you're more passionate about him than I am. I'll let you have this one. Mm, yeah, I'm very passionate. And I'm going to be honest. I'm biased. Um, Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs that I've ever seen. And so I will. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I am biased. I just full disclosure, cards on the table. This is going to come up a couple times during this conversation, but I don't believe that injury prone is an actual thing. I think if you go back, sure, some guys they tear an ACL and they're more prone to tear an ACL. Same thing with the Achilles. That kind of injury, 100%, it makes sense. But I think we label injury prone on guys that aren't injury prone. I don't think anyone's actually like, you get injured, that's part of the game. I was listening to a podcast earlier that was talking about guys like Frank Gore, that like in the beginning of their season, Keenan Allen, they were considered injury prone. And now we look at them like Frank Gore, oh, he never got hurt because he finished the rest of his career. But for the first few seasons, Keenan Allen, Frank Gore, they were hurt all the time. And so when I see someone like Saquon, his freshman year, I'm sorry, rookie year, even going back to college, Penn State, he was the most dominant player in college football. When he got at the Giants, as a rookie, he was top three running backs Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Some people had him as their number one. And so I think he's been on the Giants offense, if you call it an offense. Um, If you look at his injury last year, before injury last year, he looked great. He was Mm -hmm. making plays. They had no offense last year. Their three best receivers were hurt. 
all year long. And so it was literally the target Saquon let Daniel Jones try to make a passing offense. If you look at the injury that he had last year, someone stepped on his foot. If we're going to say that's injury prone, a freak accident like that, I will argue that till I am blue in the face. I think Saquon, in his fundamentals, he is one of the best athletes that I've ever seen in my life, bar none. He's a freak running back, fastest, one of the fastest people in the NFL, and he can absolutely mm-hmm. truck a man. Big Saquon fan, but I digress. I think that the offense this year is going to be much better. We've talked about that with Brian Dable, uh, former Bills offensive coordinator, taking over that offense. I think they're going to get the pass and attack better. They've got more weapons in. Um, uh, they drafted Wandell this year. They have Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard's on the pup. They have Kenny Galladay. I think it's going to be a better offense, and I think it's going to make up more lanes for Saquon. Um, I also. I just think, I mean, I I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. I will tell you, Brandon, man, I think this is the most important season of his career. I think if he does not do it this year, everything I said is taken back. I think a a lot of guys that had the injury history that he has, he needs two seasons. I don't believe he was healthy most of last year. And so we'll see. Again, if he does not deliver this year, I'm out. I'll take away everything I said. I will tout Saquon as a great college running back, a solid rookie, Mm. and that's it. But I think he will be a top 10 running back this year. Love it. Brandon, I have a question. This is in no way attack. Where did you get this list? Like, I forgot who posted it. Um, I think it was – hold on. I think it was CBS Sports that posted it. Mm. (laughs) In which case – Makes a lot of sense. It does. Hold on. I don't know. No, Brandon, I, I I have it right here, and you you said that you wholeheartedly agree. So you are aligning yourself with CBS Sports. Mm. Is it, Mistake number one. Is it CBS Sports? Where is it? No, it's Get Up. The show Get Up. Mm. Mm. Get Up, man. Mm, get, get Up. up. Mm, get up. Get up, man. All right, Brent. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Take it away. Number two. Who was second on the list? Mac. Was, it, was that Dak? Oh, Khalil Mack. Yeah. That's Khalil. Old um, Khalil. Khalil. Has been, since he entered the league, one of the most dominant pass rushers that you can see. He's no Aaron Donald. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying that. He's no J.J. Watt. But, I mean, when he's on the field, he just – I feel like when he was in Oakland, there were a lot of situations where teams weren't really, like, prepared to face him like they are now. Um, So you saw him get a lot more opportunities because he wasn't getting double-teamed as much, stuff like that. Later towards his career in Oakland, yeah. yeah. Um, And even in Chicago, when he first got there, there were a lot of teams there that didn't know how to prepare for him. But I'm telling you right now, he is still so dominant. The amount of – double teams and I've seen him get triple teamed and stuff. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And then you got to think about players like this, like with defensive linemen, it's not really a stat position. The amount of attention that he puts on himself and takes away from other players on the defensive line is ridiculous. And I am afraid as a Broncos fan to see what him and Joey Bosa are going to look like together. Because it should be because they both need to be double teamed. And then they're both going to be coming at you at the same time. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. So. Man, I, I think you are 
Def- defense, especially, I love D-line. D-line is one of my favorite positions in the NFL. I play D-line. I love D-line. I really think that people always say, oh, Aaron Donald's overrated. If you watch football and you understand D-line, Aaron Donald is one of the best players mm-hmm. to ever play the game of football. I think Khalil Mack, again, is the same argument. They when I think what you said about Oakland and Chicago, when people didn't know Khalil Mack as Khalil Mack, he dominated. Then they adjusted their entire mm-hmm. offensive schemes to make sure he was not a factor on defense. That's why he doesn't have the stats. When you have to adjust your entire offense to protect yourself from one player, he's not overrated. Same thing with Aaron Donald. I will say, Brandon, if there is anyone on this list that yeah. could be overrated, it's Khalil Mack. I would agree with that. I think that he is probably the the number one out of the five that could be overrated. And, Brandon, you can speak up at any time. I don't want you to have to bend over and take it. But it wasn't egregious. I mean, play. I – But I, enough said about I agree Khalil with Mack. Who, who are we talking I about? I agree this? with that. Please. Like, I can respect that, that response, like that – Teams adjusted their entire scheme around him. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, the next, any Saquon response? Um, no. I uh, I, Brandon, I stand. I stand hold, by. I, I think Saquon is overrated. Okay. Okay. We're clipping that. We'll see who's this- right. The end of this year, if Saquon is not, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Leave it to leave it to Saquon and the Giants' offense. We got Dagnex. Dagnex. Time management boy. Let's go for it with. <laughs> no, this Sorry, is you want to start. You want to start. I want you to do it. All right. Dak has been doubted mm-hmm. for his entire career, even at Mississippi State. I mean, I. Man, personally, Brandon, I have a hard time. Like picking on people that have one of the worst injuries that I've ever seen, but if that's what you want to make your case on, I didn't even mention that's okay. Injury, bro. No, 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 it's okay, man. It's okay. You, uh, I mean, he was recovering for an injury. Like it's whatever you want to make your case on. That's fine. Um, man, I like Dak a lot. He fought the odd. Was he a fifth round pick? When did Dak get drafted? Does anyone know? Third or fourth, he was a day two pick. Fought his way for being a day two pick. Dethroned Tony Romo, which I mean, like say what you want, he's a, he's a monster. Um, dethroned Tony Romo, took over the Cowboys' offense. He had a great rookie season, like you said. I think we are so biased on Dak Prescott because last year he didn't live up to the hype. Whatever, man. Dallas is my favorite team that I'm targeting in fantasy football this year because I think they're going to absolutely let loose. I've heard a lot of things from like camp, from beat reporters that Dak was not 100% after that ankle injury. If you saw that injury, I remember watching that live. One of the scariest injuries that I've ever seen live in football. Um, Absolutely destroyed his ankle. One of the things that really makes Dak a weapon is because he has sneaky running ability. And last year, you did not see him take off of the ball. Uh, and so I don't really, I don't see how we can say he's underrated because he's still being viewed as like, what, quarterback 10? Like that kind of like talk. 
I don't think you can name 10 quarterbacks that are better than Dak Prescott. Again, on that offense, with the weapons he has, Amari's gone 100%. You've got CD, who could be a top five wide receiver. I would say so. Michael Gallup's going to be coming back. You've got James Washington, which isn't talked about enough. Jalen Tolbert is a stud rookie. Zeke and Tony Pollard on that offense that are going to help him bolster those stats. I think he is going to be much more recovered from that ankle injury. If they let him run loose on the run, Dak has top five quarterback potential. And so I don't, I don't know what, like, again, if we were talking about Dak as the third overall rated quarterback, overrated. If we're talking about in top five, 100%. I think he's more along the lines of top 10 talk, and I can't imagine I, – I can't name 10 quarterbacks that I would take over Dak Prescott. I like it. Um, I can recall a time he took off with the ball last year. <laughs> okay, that was one of the worst plays that I've ever seen. Hey, he scampered down the field pretty – hey, he, he ran down the I field give pretty you quick that. on that bad ankle. Straight up. Stupid. Stupid play. Didn't know what was going on. I will give you that 100%, but he's not going to do it again. Yeah, otherwise the city of Dallas is going to run him out. They will burn the city to the ground mm-hmm. if he does that again. Saul, anything you want to um, say? I think to sum up what you said was name 10 quarterbacks better than Dak. I can't. I can't do it. Can you, Can you, Brandon? Can you do it, Brandon? I can try. I can attempt. Let's, oh, let's, let's make see it. Attempt. Let's we got see. Tom. Ten quarterbacks better than... Ten quarterbacks better Aaron than Dak Prescott. Let's go. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't think so this year. We'll say yes for now. Okay. Yeah, we'll say yes for now. Aaron and Tim. <laughs> Top. Tim, good old Tim Brady. Oh, Timmy. Um, Tim Brady. Let's Patrick go. Mahomes. Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Okay. Yep. Justin okay. Herbert. Okay. Russell Wilson. Okay. Okay. No. I don't think Russell Not Wilson quite. is better than Dak Prescott. It's okay. Keep going. Oh, my gosh. At this point in his career, I'll take Dak. Go ahead. This one I think is going to be the most controversial. I'm ready for it though. Kyler Murray. Okay. I would take Kyler. I think I would. That's okay. Y'all, I would. Y'all are gonna like be shocked at these next few. Um, Lamar. Okay. I would take Lamar. Stafford. No. No. Mm -hmm. I love Matt Stafford, but no. Derek Carr. Intercepts and No, not quite. No. Brandon, do you believe this? (laughs) I I knew y'all were. Brandon. Joe Burrow is not better than Dak. Russell Wilson's not better than Dak. I think that was, was that 10. nine or was that he 10? Said 10. Sorry. Or Brandon, was that he nine said or 10? 10? 
Okay. I agreed with six. I would take Dak over Tom Brady this year. I would take Dak over Matt Stafford this year, and I would take Dak over Joe wow. Burrow this year. And Derek Carr, sorry. So it's a, he's right in that yeah. range for me. Six to eight is where I'd put so, that range. So is where hold I'd on, put Dak. for if we're calling for me to call Dak overrated, does that just mean I have him outside my top ten? Because that's what I'm saying is because I think people see him as a. I would rank, Where would yeah, you rank? I would rank him as eleven or twelve. See, I think that's pretty low. He's six to eight to me. Yeah, I think he's in the eight or nine range for me. He may even be higher. If we're talking just this year, I just really i I don't know, man. It's hard for me to. I don't. I think Dad gets a lot of hate, and I don't really understand why. I think it's because he still doesn't have the draft capital, like I was saying. I. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about guys you want with the football, I like Dak Prescott. He's a winner. I think he's he's probably my quarterback nine. I really want him with the ball with uh, 12 seconds left in a playoff game. Right, so we're going to point No, I just play. think it's hilarious. Cause Is that what we're going to do here? Everything back on that one play. You can, but that's a poor argument. But, alas, we'll move on. I think that's kind of the standard if we're talking about overrated. We're going to say, is he a top 10 quarterback? I think he's right around that range. You would say no, and man, that's okay. I think he is a, maybe not top tier, but I think he's a second tier Uh quarterback. Um, We didn't even talk about Deshaun Watson, which, say what you want. I think I would probably take Deshaun. Yes. Over Dak. Yes. If he's if we get it's not the a same Deshaun that we had before the suspension, one hundred percent. It's just tough to tell because he hasn't played but football he, in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, and Jake, let's make this Derwin argument quick. Anyway, so I want to talk about CMC. I said I said Derwin. Yeah, was let's Derwin's amazing. Watch football yeah. and Derwin's a Brandon monster. disagreed with that. After a second look, Derwin's amazing. Not overrated. CMC, yeah. let's go. If you watch film, Derwin, Derwin is a monster. Derwin James is one of the best yeah. guys I've ever seen. It's, again, it's injury history. If we're saying injury history is going to call these guys to be overrated, sure. Anyone can get injured at any time. I think it's unfair when we say things like that, where if Tom Brady was to go and dislocate his knee or – Tears ACL, tears Achilles. We wouldn't be saying, oh, Tom Brady's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. It's absurd. And so I don't think we can hold injury history as overrated. If you do, I'll give it to you. Then your so, argument is valid if that's what you think about injury history. Derrick Henry but had a freak accident on CMC. his foot. And people thought he was freaking Iron Man. Anybody can go down for a whole season. But I'd say the same thing about Baker Mayfield. But we don't want to talk about that. So, it's okay. Brandon. When I say oh, – What were you saying? Leading up to Christian McCaffrey. When I say that he is overrated, what I mean is that people still see him as like a top three running back in the league. A lot of people. 
I don't think you can put him in that category because he is always injured. I don't think he plays enough to be put in that top three category. Is he phenomenal when he plays? Absolutely. But how can you be a top three running back if you only play like four out of 17 games in a season? That's just when he plays, he's the second best overall player Brandon. in the league. Hold on. Yeah, Brandon, what what running backs would you put over Christian? Jonathan Cameron? Taylor. You're on your team. You're trying to win a game. You need one running back. Who Jonathan are you going to put over Christian McCaffrey? Mm-hmm. Or Nick JT? Chubb. Okay. Is that just those two? Probably Derrick Henry as well. Any running back. They're all fully okay. healthy. Ready to go. Revved up. Fully yeah, healthy. Those three. And again, Brandon, I respect you. I love you. I love you. I would take Christian McCaffrey over everyone in that conversation easily when he's healthy. And I agree. When he's healthy, that's okay. I mean, if you want to use that that argument, it's a valid argument. He has not been healthy. But if you go back to when he is healthy, he is number two best player in the mm. NFL at any position behind only Aaron Donald to me. You can't stop him. You look at the the Panthers' offense over the last three, four years is abysmal. Nothing. Look at the quarterbacks we have played. We're garbage. I'm a Panthers fan. Awful. The defensive have only been saying, all right, what do we need to do? We need to stop Christian McCaffrey. They can't get the ball into DJ Moore's hand because they don't have a quarterback. Just stop Christian and we're fine. And they cannot stop Christian McCaffrey. He can run. He has the best hands at a running back position. He is, in my opinion, by far the best running back and the number two overall player in the NFL when he's healthy. And I, I get it. Does he have an injury history? Absolutely. Is the Panthers coaching staff absolutely incompetent? Correct. They don't know how to use him. Do they overuse him? Absolutely. Do they put in positions for him to fail? Absolutely. Has he been injured? Yes. The past two seasons, he's given you nothing. But when he's on the field, he is the best offensive player in the game. And so I don't know how you can say he's overrated, personally. Soy! I mean, I'm with you. Um, I think the past couple of seasons, because of CMC's injuries, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb have been the best three running backs in the NFL. But when this man is on the field, there is nothing like it. It's incredible to watch. I mean, you're sitting there thinking, is this Walter Payton, but better? And for me to even like consider saying that is incredible. Like, if you go back and watch Walter Payton highlights, they're very similar. Um, but CMC is just so unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, and we're, we're having these conversations assuming they're fully healthy. And like you, like Jacob said, your argument is valid. If that's how you want to judge it, then yeah. But when all these guys are on the field, there's nothing like CMC. He could be a wide receiver one on – 20 teams in the NFL, probably. That's probably a stretch, but... You put him in the slot, and he's dominant. Like, literally. You put him in the slot, and he is 
every bit of Hunter Renfro times two. Yeah. I yeah. And again, we don't we're not like I'm not a like just new school football. Jim Brown is probably my favorite running back to ever do it. And I would still say Christian McCaffrey might be the best running back to ever play the position. It's not ridiculous to say that, I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's Walter Payton, but but that's a hot take. It might Barry be. Sanders. But okay, you still say how do you stop him? Man, how do you stop him? Barry could not catch the ball and make plays like Christian. Kick him in his ankle. You can't I mean, again, he is the only thing you have to stop on the Panthers offense, and you win the game. You're kidding me if the defensive coach is not telling his players, stop Christian McCaffrey, and they can't pass. They can't. You will win the game if you stop Christian McCaffrey, and he still makes players look like they're silly. If you block the pass, he's going to run it up the middle. If you block the run, he's going to catch a 20-yard bomb. I agree. But the thing is, he's not on the field to do those things because he's always hurt. I don't think that's up to McCaffrey. You don't think if Nick Chubb, someone stepped on Nick Chubb's ankle and he breaks his ankle, so that automatically like that Nick Chubb a few spots. is injury prone. Not immediately. Not immediately. If the next season he comes back, he is the best running back in football for three games, but then someone hits his injured knee. And then he goes down. Are you saying he's injury prone? I never said anyone was injury prone. Then how do you think he's ever? Because he's never on the field. Because he's injured. Because he gets hurt quite often. Mm, Brandon, I love you. I'm just messing with you. But when he's on the field, he's the best offensive player in football. And so, I don't think he's injured prone. But we've talked about this enough. Is there anyone on this list that you would say is not Derwin James? After our arguments, Derwin, Derwin, Derwin James, like that people that I've changed my mind about. Are you saying you still feel the same about Khalil? Are Are you saying these are like people that I've changed my mind about after hearing y'all talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Anyone you change uh, your mind? Khalil Mack. I didn't. I didn't think of. Okay, that's it. I didn't think of um, offenses changing their schemes to. Well, I get that. What about defenses changing their schemes to stop CMC? Yeah, but same just argument. Kicking him in his ankle. Not really. Um, but... Man, that is such a lazy argument, Brandon. I'm sorry. Um, he's I'm so not deni- good. I'm not, den- I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that he's he was good. Body. I just don't think anyone's bo- body is prone was. to injury. I, I think it's poor management. And I'll 100% would agree with you there. They don't... The Panthers don't just know how to use get rid of Matt Rule. See, I feel like I feel right, like before he was this. getting hurt, the Panthers had more going on. Like Cam was still pretty decent. 
there was just more going on on the offense before he started getting hurt a lot. But then they started overusing him because there was nothing else for a while, and here we are. But there's more this year. There's a decent quarterback this year. There is. We, we could we could see some CMC happen this year. I think. I think the only thing that will like truly, truly turn the Panthers around is if you get rid of Rule. Oh, I, I can't disagree on that one. I, I agree with you. There. He, he's yeah, an atrocity. I, I I want to talk about this higher real quick. This is kind of off topic, but how did what were they thinking during this hire? Like he had one or two good I, years at I Baylor, and all of a sudden, he's like, so that's our here, guy. Here's. I don't this care who is, the college uh, quarterback is. I'm sorry, the, Coach. Every team that Rule had been on in college, he turned around. Um, yeah. He was, like, on Temple. Um, I forget what team he yeah, was Yeah, they were good. I forget what he was on after Temple, and then he went to Baylor. And every single team he was on, he turned around and turned it into a winning program. And so I think the Panthers were yeah, like – here are my thoughts, like – he could do that for us, and he definitely college college football is so different than NFL from a coaching standpoint. I think the one thing Rule has done well, and I'll die on this hill. I think he is drafted so. Oh well. yeah, but that's not all Rule. Um, so I just feel like the Panthers like obviously I have to move on. I think. If he cannot be successful this year, and I'm about successful, I don't mean the Panthers are not going to be a playoff team. No, I think they can be, but that division is. They could be. The Saints, I think, are going to be pretty decent. Please. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, no. whatever. But we're winning. The, the schedule is so hard. Right. You've heard it from We've Homer it. Jacob. The Panthers so are winning the, the division. I think that's more realistic to say. Steelers. You know what? Honestly, it's not. Mm-mm. It's not. <laughs> Shut up, Brandon. You know what? I think <laughs> it's more ridiculous to say the Broncos are going to win the division than the Panthers just because the division is insane. Disagree, man. You have so much competition in the NFC West. The AFC West? AFC West. Sorry, we're talking about the Panthers. I mean, confused. I think Please forgive me. the it Broncos have potential to be who knows what this year. But – if you beat if you beat seventy year old Tom Brady in the NFC South, you win the division. That's what I was saying. I said the Panthers saying the Panthers are going to win the division is a less hot take than saying the Broncos are going to win the division. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying no. the opposite. Wait, I, I was so confused. Why is what you were saying there? The Broncos have to. Yeah, I was. Too. I'm sorry. The Broncos have to me. go through so much more. I think the Broncos are a way better team than the Panthers. Yes. But the Broncos have to go through so I'm just much used more. to people hating on the Panthers, so I assumed you were saying the opposite. No. I apologize. Y'all's conference is absurd. I think if, anyway, well, I think if the Panthers me, I'm gonna play half decent and knock off – if they play good, they're good, they got to beat the Falcons. You can't mess around with the Falcons. And I think if you yeah, split, with the, split with Tampa Bay, split with the Saints, you can win that division. But I, I do think it, it might take a sweep of Atlanta and a sweep of New Orleans. But I think it's completely possible. Jacob, your mic is muted. Come on. God, I'm an idiot. I apologize. World, I'm sorry. 
If we sweep Atlanta, which we 100% can because, sorry, it's a dumpster fire, and then split Saints, split Bucks, I think we can win it. But I am a Baker and I a fan, and I'm a homer. So excuse everything I'm saying. Anyway. anyway. Brandon, you're here. Let's talk about your boys. It's going to be a long pod. Just brace yourself. Very long pod. It's going to be we're a long one. We're going to do two parts. Excuse I'd say we just us. Roll. It, might, it might get close to two hours. Screw two Let's parts. Just, we're going to release one almost two-hour pod, and we're going to do it for the boys. And if you don't like it, you, sue you me. might have to split it up and listen. If you if you listen to this in one sitting, contact us and let us know. We'll get you on the pod. Uh, if you listen to this all at once, we will 100% get you in the podcast. And we will also ask you what your overrated players in the yeah. NFL are. And we need five players, and we're going to go through it. But, Brandon, speaking of tough divisions, the Steelers are sitting in one right now. Oh, yeah. Honestly, the fourth worst, the fourth team in the division, if Deshaun Watson plays to me. Steelers. But not a bad fourth. I'm never going to count out Mike Tomlin. I have an opinion on Mike Tomlin that's pretty bold, and please tell us. We're all so, about the hot takes. I don't, Come on, I now. share this opinion with a very valid Madden YouTuber, Bingle. I don't know if you guys know yeah. him. Very big fan. He believes that Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in NFL history. Yes. And due to wow. his success, it's hard to say he's not. He has never had a season where he hasn't won eight games. And the Steelers are typically typically really good. Pretty good. Pretty good. But that's just incredible from a coaching career standpoint. I think I think the Steelers are a playoff bubble team as long as Mike Tomlin is there. I agree. Brandon, what do you think about that take? I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I remember it was like 2013 or 2014, um, the Steelers went eight and eight or something like that. And I just remember like, I was like 14 or 15 years old. And I was just like, and that season sucked. Like that was awful. Like we missed the playoffs. We went eight and eight. And I was like, that was just such a bad season. And now like knowing what I know now about football in the way, like everything works, having a deeper understanding of that, I was like, if that's a down year for the Steelers, like that is incredible um, to be able to win eight games and to say that year was awful. Um, and that's 100% due uh, to Mike Tomlin and his ability to coach. Yes, we have like a fantastic defense. Um and yes, we had the defensive player of the year, but it's because of Mike Tomlin and him being able to work with what atrocious like offense we had that got us to that point. I, I just think he is 100% one of the best coaches ever. Not number one, though. Jacob, what are your thoughts on that take? Oh, no, definitely not number one. I would just, I mean, what are we saying as the like best coaches ever? Are we saying like top 25? I'm going to say, I'm, I think he's top 20. Like saying back in top 20. I'd feel really confident saying that. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, man. I, I'm a big, mm-hmm. big Mike Tomlin fan. Um, 
he's a player's coach. He's like tough when it needs to be tough. I, I, I'm a, I think he's more old school than a lot of players or a lot of coaches in the league now. And so, yeah, I love Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin. He's probably top three right. coaches in the league right. for me right now. I'd probably, yeah, he's somewhere in between 20 and 25 for me. So, yeah, I, I that, agree with what you're saying. I would love That's to saying a lot. Like There's been some amazing coaches. Oh, yeah, Who, absolutely. I mean, we're looking at NFL history. Who's the best That's coach of all time? I've heard uh, some people say, I don't agree with this necessarily. Um, I've heard some people say it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. He's top, He's top three. But I, I, if somebody had him at number one on their list, I wouldn't argue it. I'd say sure. Yeah, he's one of those that you can't really argue. Um, who do you think, Saul? This is a hot take, and this coach would be nowhere near successful today. I love Mike Ditka, man. <laughs> I love him. That I mean, you're talking about a hard-nosed guy, coached the best team in NFL history. I mean, God, the 85 Bears were just different. I'm, I'm just such a big Mike Ditka guy. Just in general, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm Belichick is probably my one. Yeah. But yeah, I I, really? I would say so. I mean, his ability to turn nobodies into freaking studs, Chris Hogan, freaking All lacrosse pros, player. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I mean, he did have yeah. the best, the greatest quarterback of all time. Not the best. Um, yep. But you know. He's the greatest and the best for me. I'm a Peyton cool. guy, but, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. So, Belichick's yeah, number probably. one. It's, uh, I think Belichick might be my two. I think mm-hmm. Lombardi is probably my favorite of all you time. See, I think it's probably, like, Lombardi, Belichick, and then Shula yeah. for me. I mean, this is – I haven't really, like, I love thought of my list. I, I would love for this to be a topic on another pod. Yeah. Um for me to like me really to. dive deep into 100%. it. But just me sitting here thinking, I'm probably saying Belichick, but if I dive deeper into it, I might have a different answer. But we're getting off topic. Yeah. Steelers. We are way We're just off chilling, topic. talking football. Just some boys talking football. That's what we – yeah, I'm having a great time. This is one of my favorite I agree. Ones we've I agree. Done. I'll say it. But back to the subject at hand. Brandon, I, I want you to tell me – who the offensive MVP for the Steelers is going to be this season? The guy. And why is it Calvin Austin? Probably Mitch Trubisky. I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> wow. I ain't going to lie. You, you had me for a second I there. Like I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, I agree. Najee Harris. Yeah. Oh, I thought no. you were actually saying Mitch. No, he was. He God, really no. said I'm kidding. Man, I take a. I take I mean, away my screen. I think Mitch can be mind. decent, but. I'm sorry. Mitch is my MVP for the Steelers. I'll say it. I could be wrong. I think he is a unbelievable comeback. I think he never had a chance to succeed in the, on Chicago. Do I? So do I think anyway, Mitch is going to be Come on. good? Yes. 
Um, if he plays good, he's the offensive MVP on that team, and y'all win 11 games. Exactly. I have a very low bar for what it means to be the offensive MVP. If Mitch succeeds in any standard, he's the MVP. I just... Najee is the MVP only if he gets absurd See, volume like he did last year. Najee so, had like... Yeah, I love Najee. The fifth most rushing yards in the NFL last year behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Najee is unbelievable. So, I unbelievable. I will die on that. I think we've... I don't even... We, we signed a few offensive line free agents... Um, and I'm hoping a lot of the offensive linemen last year were rookies and or second-year players, very young. So I'm hoping we brought in a few veterans and the rookies and young guys develop. I'm hoping our offensive line just, like, yeah, is good. Um, yeah. You can turn around an offensive line, and just to uh... – Najee was actually number four. Number four. Unbelievable. That's under a terrible. Unbelievable. And so. Yeah. Najee's a freak. Dude, we, if we make that line middle of the pack, like 15 or 16, Najee is going to be an absolute, he's going to be unstoppable. Um, yeah. He'll be. Yeah. It, it'll be. Because once you get him in the open field, it's just impossible to bring him down. And so. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. I'm hoping the Steelers are going to fix the offensive line and Najee's just going to run wild. And he's an unbelievable receiver as well. Yeah. I also think... For someone his size. Uh, I'm not picking this... For... He got like 85 yeah, targets last year. Literally, crazy. Ben couldn't throw it to anyone else because his arm was dead. Um, I think Deontay Johnson, I don't think Deontay Johnson is going to win offensive MVP for the Steelers. I don't think that. But I think he's going to have a really big uh, season. No, I mean, for Deontay to win offensive MVP, that means Trubisky would have to go off, which means, Trubisky would be, to me, Trubisky's offensive MVP. Yeah, that's fair. Deontay is also yeah, I'm a little nervous. one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I don't know how Deontay's game... 100%. I don't know how Deontay's game is going to line up with Trubisky. Yeah. I just love Deontay. Chase Claypool freaking sucks. So, your offensive... He's so bad. Chase Claypool off the field. I enjoy, like, actually pulling for people that I like in fantasy or in the NFL, and I hate... I mean, like, I love Canada. He's Canadian. I hate Chase Chase Claypool. He is the worst... Off the I, field, on the field. I love I Claypool. But big Deontay Johnson guy. Love I loved Claypool love until he did that like first down celebration with time winding down in the Vikings game last year. Gosh. That ticked me off so much. How dumb can you be? That physically, physically. I was so mad. I was watching yeah. that live. I mean, I, I know you love George Pickens. And I think he's good, but I just don't see him having much of a role this season. Um, but, yeah. Gosh. I mean, if Trubisky Man, steps this up, is a, y'all can win that division. Yeah. I, and he could. This is a good transition. Brandon, what do you think the receiving core looks like after this year? And so, depending on what they do with Devon, uh, Deontay Johnson, 
What do you think 2023, 2024 season? What do you think? Who leads in receiving? What does that record look like next year? So the core this year is Claypool, Johnson. I'm trying to think of who our wide receiver three is. Do we still have James? Well, I don't probably Pickens. I would say right now. Yeah, probably Pickens. Yeah. Do we? I'm trying to think of if we still have James Washington. I think we do. No, he's a he's in Dallas. No, he's on the yeah Cowboys. So you're saying after this season, what would it look like? Yeah. So personally, I don't think mm-hmm. they keep Deontay just because Pittsburgh drafts unbelievable at receiver, and they usually don't pay him. And so I'm pretty much asking, what do you think they're doing with Claypool? Do you think they're keeping him or Deontay? And then do you think Pickens or Calvin Austin has a chance of kind of moving up? I would like them if they're going to get rid of one of them. I would like them uh, purely for off-the-field reasons and locker room reasons. I would like them to get rid of Claypool. Um, I think, And on-the-field reasons. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think Claypool is better in every way. He's a prick. I think anyway, Claypool is a more flashy receiver, um, which means that he gets like a lot more love from the fans and stuff like that for spectacular catches that he makes. Um, but realistically, I think makes yeah that too. Realistically, Claypool sucks. I I think. Deontay Johnson is better, which also means he's going to demand more pay. And so I think they're going to let him walk, unfortunately. Yeah. Deontay is one of my favorite players right now. Um, you think y'all are going to draft a receiver potentially if y'all do that? Probably. Um, or just. They're always yeah, going to no draft what. receivers, man. <laughs> always. Um, they're going to take a guy that falls, yeah, we're gonna, and he's going to be a monster. Antonio Brown was a six-round pick, and if he wouldn't have been an idiot, could have been, like, statistically the best receiver in NFL history. Mentally insane. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to let he Deontay walk. For me. You're going to draft Gamecock legend Josh Van in the fifth round, and he's going to be a wide receiver. Bro, one. I would be so down with drafting Van. Josh Van's a stud. He is dude. so good. I would be so stuck, down with that. 100%. He does not get near enough love. And you got – we can't forget about big old Patty. Fryer Moose. Patty Touchdowns, Pat Fryer Moose. Moose. I love man. him. So depending what they do this year, Totap Pat, he's a monster. If they do move towards Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterbacks do have a history of favoring the, wire, the tight end. So I like I like. Hear me out on this. Hold on. With it. You I think – go ahead. No, yeah. I just I, I think they don't pay Deontay. I think he's either on the Chiefs or the Bears next year. I don't know what to think about Claypool. I think George Pickens has that dog does. in him. NFL young boy. About that before. I think he's going to end up being the wide receiver one. I think they keep Chase, and I think I don't know about Calvin Austin. I love Calvin Austin. We talked about that previously. He is a small guy. He's quick, but he doesn't. He can play in the slot, but he can also go out wide. So we'll see. I think they do. I just the Steelers have never paid. If you're not going to pay AB, you're not going to pay Deontay. What were you saying? Yeah, 
I have a theory, and this is a long shot. This this isn't even a theory. This is just something I think would be sick. Is you let Deontay walk, you sign a receiver. I don't know who, just somebody to kind of fill the spots a little bit, fill the void. And you kind of run a little double tight thing with Jaheim Bell and Pat Fryermuth. That'd be gross. Mm. That'd be so gross. Because you can line Jaheim Bell up at receiver. You can do a little double tight. You can put him in the backfield. That'd be amazing. He's just a bigger Debo. Yeah. So just embrace the big man run off. Back to old school. I, I mean, old I, school Steelers football. I, I know I'm a biased Gamecock. I didn't really even mean to bring up two Gamecocks right there, but I did. But they both be they both be pretty sure. cool to have. Yeah, so. You didn't mean to. Cool. So Brandon, I, I have another question yeah. about just the division you are currently in and will be in for the foreseeable future. Um, the Bengals. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to fall off, but they're not going to be a Super Bowl team this year. I'll say that. How do you think they're going to do this year? Do you think they're going to fall off a little bit? Do you think the offense is going to be as electric as it was? What are we feeling? I think they're still – I think they're going to finish first in the north. Um, okay. They have shored up their offensive All right, line. and – even if Watson plays. Even if Watson plays. Let's just. Okay. If Watson plays. Let me, Bengals finish first. Browns finish second. Ravens third. Steelers fourth. I think at this point, Watson's not getting suspended for the full year. I think no. we can treat Watson as a six-week suspension and kind of go with that. As far I as say, go. yeah, I say we keep our whole conversation talking about these teams as if everybody on the rosters are playing. Okay, yeah. Are we good with that? Yeah. Or do you want to say the Browns, or you want to go at, at it as saying the Browns are not going to have Deshaun for six games? Well, I mean, my – that's kind of, I feel like that's the most like likely thing. So let's roll yeah, with let's Deshaun. You got Brissett leading the team, unless you're Josh Rosen, Truth, or somewhere out there. You got Brissett leading the team for the first six weeks, and then Deshaun takes over. Yeah, I I think Brissett is good enough to, to carry them, not carry them to wins, but to get them to a few wins. Um, but I don't know what their first six games look like, so I can't I say. don't either. But I think regardless, Brissett's decent. Um, anyway, uh, I don't think the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, Brandon, can I stop you right there real mm-hmm. quick? There's something about the Steelers I forgot to mention. I want to go ahead and cover this first. I think you guys had one of the most under-talked about defensive signings that I've seen, and you guys got an amazing linebacker, Miles, Miles Jack, Jack. Um, to an already amazing defense. Um, he arguably could lead the defense in tackles, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. What do you think about this? Dude, I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm so hyped for it. Um, our defense is so freaking good. We got Cam Hayward. Um TJ Watt, obviously, um, who absolutely got scammed in his Madden rating. That was bullcrap. Um, 
We need to have an episode just breaking on the Mad Facts. We'll do that soon. I would love anyway, to um, got... I think we need to wait till the game comes out and see the full rankings. And we'll just break it yeah. down. They've released everything now. Oh, yeah, they did. But they only... Anyway, sorry, Brandon. Sorry. Continue. Um, Please. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Miles Jack, which is... That's an insane Minka. linebacker duo. Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. Um, and that's just a few. Minka also got snubbed in his Madden rating. But... That's just a few on our defense, and I, it's just – it's going to be so good. I'm so excited to watch that. Devin Bush and Miles Jack just like, in the middle is going to just be filthy. Yeah. Your defense is going to be good enough to keep you in most games. And if Trubisky can play halfway decent, you're going to win a lot of those games that you didn't win last year. It's literally Georgia and the Steelers, my two teams. I think this division is same. up for grabs. I don't think the Bengals have a stranglehold on it. But I think if they play remotely close No, I personally think this division's up for grabs. I'm okay with that. As long as the Ravens don't win, I'm honestly okay. If the Ravens win, I will just be sad. I think the Ravens are going to be really good. So Their defense is really good as well. They got Dobbins coming back. We don't even have a concept for what the Ravens are going to be like. Yeah, like they have so many people that were injured last year. Yeah, Lamar is playing for that contract. He and his mom are just scheming in their living room, talking about what kind of deal he's going to work. Lamar is a top five quarterback. We don't talk about it enough. Anyway. Top ten. That's neither here nor there. Top five. Sorry. I digress. Digression. 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 On that note, we are going to end this thing. That'll do it for the podcast tonight. Uh, thank you for listening. Brandon, thank you for joining us. We will definitely get you back on and talk some more. Um, just want to quickly say again, if you have not followed our new Instagram, it is CTE Pod. Uh, we're going to post some more stuff on there soon. We look forward uh, just to what we've got coming up. I think you guys are really going to love it. Got some interviews coming up, got some players. And we'll be back. Thanks for listening.